The following episode is brought to you by A Beginner's Guide to Nutrition. Are you struggling to create healthy eating habits and maintain a healthy lifestyle? Do you find it challenging to know what to eat and when to eat it? If so, I have the perfect solution for you. My simple guide teaches you not to demonize food groups like fats and carbs. You will learn what to eat to lose weight and maintain your physique. You'll also discover how to build muscle, endurance, and strength. Taking accountability for your lifestyle is one step in the right direction. Learning to rehabit ourselves and eating this, not that, will also help you become the best version of yourself. Realizing that you need to learn how to eat in order to live in moderation is a challenging admission for some to make. The ability to determine that skipping breakfast sets you up for bad food decisions throughout the day sets you up for success in your fitness journey. But that's not all. After you've learned to create healthy habits and food choices, this book doubles as a food journal. This enables you to meticulously track your meals and have a quick reference on what foods to eat all in the same place. This is a blueprint to create a newer and healthier you. Don't wait any longer to take control of your health and wellness. Order my guide today and start becoming the best version of yourself. The link will be in the show notes. I discuss the most interesting topics in professional sports leagues from around the world. And you know what? If you're new here, I'm your host, Michael. On today's show, I will be discussing the Lamar Jackson franchise tag issue and Leo Messi to the MLS. Let's jump into this. So let's get started with Lamar Jackson's contract situation. So the Baltimore Ravens have just placed the non-exclusive franchise tag on Lamar Jackson, meaning that any team can legally negotiate a deal with him, and then the Ravens will have an opportunity to decide if they will match that contract or let him walk. I think the Ravens messed up big time here by not reaching an agreement before the season started last year. They had the season where he was hurt for a decent chunk of the year, and it proved his point about how bad they needed. This is just a glimpse of what life is going to be like without me, right? They knew what the formula was for winning the Super Bowl. I, I think it's been clearly laid out and defined for a while now. And that formula is win early while your young franchise quarterback is on his rookie deal. 
and then you can spend big at other positions on the roster. It's the formula since uh, Russell Wilson was in Seattle. I think that was really the time that formula was proven to work. And you know the NFL is copycat this, copycat that. And the most recent example of a team going in, going all in on that strategy is the Los Angeles Chargers and Justin Herbert, how they loaded up last year because that was also the last the last opportunity uh, of his rookie deal. They were really, really trying to do it while he was on the cheap because once they got to pay him, they'll never have a chance like that again to load up their roster. Also, another team that's tried this formula and we're still yet to see the fruits of that is Jacksonville with Trevor Lawrence to some degree. Now, they haven't gone and got the biggest names, but it's not for lack of trying. But, you know what, since the Ravens have missed that opportunity, since that window has clearly closed and now it's time to pay up, the Chiefs' Patrick Mahomes, (laughs) he signed a 10-year, $450 million deal. I don't think anybody's getting that. But the Cardinals' Kyler Murray also signed a five-year, $230 million deal. And the Ravens believe that those particular contracts are the ones that set the market. But it's until it's time for the owners to fork over the cash, rookie contracts offer the best opportunity for them to invest their dollars in other areas and positions of need, such as scouting and free agency. So I am of the belief that they should pay him exactly whatever it is that he wants because they cannot replace somebody as dynamic and game-changing as him. No quarterback coming out in the draft, nor any quarterback that's available in free agency can do what Lamar can do. I'm going to hit you with some facts, some indisputable facts. Eight of 14 quarterbacks on rookie contracts made the playoffs. In contrast, six of 18 QBs on non-rookie contracts made the playoffs. Now, what has emerged here is an obvious trend of owners and roster builders looking to capitalize on young QB talent while they're still on their rookie deal. Thank you to the NFL's wage scale with its hard limits on earnings in a player's first contract. So now teams have been incentivized to build around QBs who don't take up a huge slice of the salary cap. I mean, I think that's like team building 101. It creates the ability to put highly talented players around the quarterback without sacrificing a quarter of your salary cap to that one position. Now, Mahomes is the most recent quarterback to win a Super Bowl while still on his rookie deal. But after signing his huge extension, the team has had to reshuffle, so to speak, in certain spots just to make the salary cap work. That also has you having tough conversations about restructuring deals with current players who are on the roster but aren't performing. But the team, they've made those cost-saving moves. And, and what does that mean? That means they trade away Tyreek Hill to the Dolphins, 
the the team granted the Dolphins gave him $120 million. The Chiefs didn't have that to commit to that position when they had so many needs. The biggest need being shoring up that offensive line. But the Bengals also one of the lowest valued NFL franchises with one of the lowest payrolls in the league are also attempting another title run with Joe Burrow while he's still on his rookie deal. So they are also going to need to load up in that fashion. But I believe that they just don't want to pay Lamar Deshaun Watson money. The Ravens believe that the Mahomes contract and the Kyler Murray contract set the market. Lamar believes the Deshaun Watson deal set the market with a fully guaranteed $250 million contract. And it's a tough, it's a tough conversation to have. But to me, I'd like to draw really a parallel to bring all of this home to a point. And to me, it's like having a job and wanting a raise so badly and knowing you deserve a raise. It's your time. But you you have to go out and find another job to make you an employment offer. Not because you want to leave the job. I mean, you're content. You're happy where you're at. But you want to feel respected. And so you need to take the new job. You need to go out and do the hard work of finding another job, going through their interview process, going through their vetting process, just for them to offer you a salary. Then you take that salary back to your current employer and say, look, I've got a a job willing to pay me X. You're paying me Y. And then only for your job to turn around and say, you know what? I think you're worth X. I'll give you this if you agree to stay. Now, in the back of your mind, you'll always know that your job was content with paying you as little as possible while smiling in your face and tell you how much they value and respect you. In many worlds, and most certainly in professional sports, a salary is a proxy for respect. If you are paid very little relative to your peers at other places, at other organizations, then it makes you feel like you aren't respected at all. That's it. Let's let me switch gears to the next topic after the break. All right. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. If you are listening to this and you haven't subscribed to the show, shame on you. If you are listening to this and you haven't followed me on any of my socials, shame on you. The links to the socials are in the description or the show notes of the episode. And I really, really would appreciate you coming over and giving me a follow. Thank you. All right. Welcome back to the show. Here's my opinion. I don't believe that Lionel Messi is coming to the MLS under any circumstances. I believe it's going to take more than promises of future ownership of a franchise to make Messi come. Hear me out with this. David Beckham had negotiated in his 
2007 contract with the LA Galaxy that he could own an expansion franchise for $25 million. But again, that was in 2007. In 2013, NYCFC paid $100 million to start the franchise NYCFC. So we can see why in 2020, uh, 2019, no, 2020, why that deal was such a sweetheart deal. But again, if you adjust for, if you adjust for inflation, that would be, you're telling Messi that, that he could have a, a franchise for $36 million in today's money. I still don't believe that to be sufficient enough to get a player of Messi's caliber. So you're t- <laughs> here's like here's the logic you're trying to make me believe. You're trying to tell me that Leo Messi would turn down a bag in Saudi Arabia to come and play for middling, I want to say struggling, middling Inter Miami with the prospect of owning a franchise in Albuquerque or <laughs> in Myrtle Beach in 10 years? I, I I doubt it. Very, very seriously. That is no shade to Albuquerque, and that is no shade to Myrtle Beach. The, those are not soccer hotbeds. That's not an Argentinian hotbed. The the places that you would want to own a team already have a team. I don't see Messi getting a third Los Angeles team. I don't see Messi starting a team in Fort Lauderdale. That <laughs> no. Here's a couple of facts. Leo Messi, by his own admission, does not speak English. Now I don't see that as an insurmountable barrier to overcome, but to say that it's not an issue at all, you'd be lying to yourself. He said out of his own mouth that he understands way more English than he speaks. Now, I'm not saying that's going to break a deal, but it's just going to make negotiations much more difficult when you got somebody in the middle having to go back and forth. Messi's arrival in the MLS would be the biggest thing to happen to the entire league since its creation. There is no doubt about that. But the MLS has never had a mega supernova of a world-renowned, world-class talent like this before. And the stakes are high with guys of that caliber. But here are issues that I see. Messi's arrival in the MLS will not do any favors to rid the rest of the world of the idea that the MLS is a retirement league. The MLS has tried at every turn to tell people that's not what they are. But this move in particular will, in fact, propel that narrative forward. And if the reports are true, (laughs) Messi will be 36 when he makes his Inter-Miami debut. So that's four years older than Gareth Bale and also four years older than David Beckham was at the time of his MLS debut. And that would actually make him the same age as Zlatan Ibrahimovic. 
Bale just bowed out. Zlatan ran his mouth and ultimately missed the playoffs. Now, to be fair to Messi, the MLS has never had a seven-time Ballon d'Or winner as an active player, 36 years old or not. If you think Messi will immediately make Inter-Miami championship favorites, though, you got another thing coming because you haven't been paying attention to his career at all. While Messi may be arguably the best player of his generation, the difference between what he's done at the club level and what he's done at the international level shows you that he cannot do it alone. On the club level, Messi won the Champions League four times at Barcelona, right? But in international play, Messi won his first Copa America, which, which was like his major trophy international-wise, in 2021. And that was his first major trophy with Argentina before going on to win the World Cup just this past year. Now, what was the difference between the two? The difference is Barcelona was a team full of world-class talent all up and down the roster those times he won the Champions League. And at Argentina, he was often faced with opponents who had just as much depth as Argentina when they were playing on the international level. Now, credit to Inter-Miami where it's due. They've continually improved and improved and improved under their head coach. But this roster is still a work in progress. And quite frankly, there are a few rungs beneath LA Galaxy, LAFC, Nashville. They got a long way to go. And adding Messi is just not enough. And Messi's proven that even as a young guy. Now you're asking him to carry a team when he's 36? I don't know. I want to thank you for your time today. That is going to do it. If you like this podcast, please take the time to rate. If you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe. Leave comments below. Interact with the show. I'd love to engage with you, talk with you, meet with you, have some conversations with you. Give my socials a follow. All the links to those will be in the show notes as well. I appreciate your time. I'll talk to you later. Thank you for listening to the Michael Nance Audio Experience. Subscribe to the show so you never miss a future upload.